is the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Lauk. And here's the podcast. Holla at you, boy. That was a haunted version. This well, it's Halloween season. It was very like you said, my Ben. Oh no, weird. Am I? <laughs> I haunting? thought it was very good. Am I haunting? Hey, the you, you are haunting, <laughs> Brad. I thought it was very good, and Thank I appreciate you, Nate. that you it do was that every episode. It was Nate, fine. you're a I, champ. I love your attitude. I love your energy, and I love you more than Ben. Hey, thank you so much. Hey guys, do it's better. good to see you. Do How better. was your weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Full of SNL fun. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched this episode five times. Did, did you? Did you watch no. it multiple times? No. Yeah. <laughs> Was it a masterpiece, in your opinion? <laughs> you can't do that. That's a reference that maybe like two people. Are okay, gonna let's get it. Literally the only two people that are in this room. Anyway, right guys, it's the SNL podcast that we do. Season 47, episode 7, episode 5 <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> Eventually, it, we'll catch up. We will catch up, guys. Hey, guys, I, I, the, the thing that I thought when I was watching this, uh, like, for the first time is, which of you is a bigger Sweetie fan? <laughs> it is me. <laughs> Closeted Sweetie fan all day long. I don't know. It's not my favorite cereal. And, hey, we would be uh, uh, remiss if we didn't say, rest in peace, uh, former cast member and writer Peter Aykroyd, brother of Dan Aykroyd, who... Uh, I don't think they've released his cause of death yet. Um, yeah, no, there weren't any details. Younger that I saw. brother of yeah Dan Aykroyd though, um, and so he was uh, on SNL for a season and uh, certainly was a part of the uh, had roles in Coneheads yep. and some other uh, movies that Dan Aykroyd was in. Also uh, wrote some stuff with Dan Aykroyd as yep. well. Yep. So yeah, very uh, prominent in the comedy world and uh, kind of a bummer too because like. Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson were out on the publicity tour for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm sure that like upended a bunch, and it's got to be tough. Which, you know? which led me to wonder if it was kind of a sudden thing, because again, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, because I mean, Dan Aykroyd loves the Ghostbusters franchise so much, and I'm sure he was looking forward to all of the press for it. Yeah, I mean, they were they were making the late night rounds uh, last week on uh, Fallon and Kimmel and all that stuff. So, oh, so it's over. It's fine. <laughs> so rest in peace to him. Obviously, uh, anybody in the SNL culture and history uh that passes away i know many people feel it and uh a lot of people were fans so let's get to the episode boys this episode is hosted by simu liu the star of shang chi and, the and Legend you're gonna of be the only one Rings. saying that all night long because i don't think ben and i can simu liu <laughs> good is that close simu simu liu. simu liu see the more you say it though yeah. <laughs> say, i'm trying hey I, I, Hey, hey, Ben, say it five times fast. No, I'm not. But I will say his name because it's. I'm gonna be. I'm trying to be respectful and say it correctly. It's, yeah, I know. I know. It, so, so is it Sim, Simu? 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 Liu? Simu? Liu? Yeah. Yeah. See, Nate, see, it's very easy. No, I can say it, but I have to stop myself and say it so slowly that it sounds patronizing. Yeah. So, ragu. <laughs> yeah. That's how I have to say ragu. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Liu. Um, I, I, I love him, uh, and I love Shang Chi. He didn't seem as nervous, obviously, as our last week's yeah, guest. Yeah, I, I agree. He, um, I, Jonathan Majors, I, I, as I said in the previous episode, he, he wasn't, he was nervous, but he got more confident as the monologue went on, and he had confidence throughout the episode. Hey, we will get to the host, boys. You're getting. Ahead I'm of sorry. Yourselves. I'm sorry. I just we wanted to make a brief mention of that. Fine, Ben, because Ben is such a legalist. Let's get to the he's, first. He's a stickler sketch. for the show's format. Hey, yeah, it's first sketch. Hey, listen, Jeannie Impero, cold open. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> Well, easy. And I'm the host of the podcast anyway, so I'll do what I want. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's featuring Ben Conowitz. 
Cold okay. open. Janine Pirro, what do you think? I got to say, I was surprised that they went back to this well so soon I after just doing too. it during the Kieran Culkin episode. I was done. I, I I think it was still pretty good for the most part, especially the back and forth between Chloe Fineman and Chris Red, with him yep. being incredulous about, really, are we surprised by this? Which is really uh, a Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, like for after sure. the you know, uh, 2016 election thing. But yeah. still, it worked. Absolutely, yeah. It was, and, and honestly, Cecily Strong's Janine Pirro, for me, is, is always funny, even if it like the sketch isn't great she's always good as that character um i, I just i'm it, like again so kieran culkin is two episodes back yeah Th- why what are you what the hell are you doing well especially because they regurgitated i, I wish they would i hope they're not going to do this all the time now because it worked so well the james austin johnson don't, donald so, trump countdown don't alec baldwin me do not yeah. alec hold, baldwin on, me. hold on uh that part was the, the let's put 60 seconds on the clock I groaned audibly. Yeah, and then when they did it the second time, word, let's make it a word search. Okay, now I'm back. The in. word search was a funny, it, it funny did, diversion. It did yeah. save me, but not no. enough. No, but again, but the though, word search was it, a really funny yes. version of that. Which again, he's he's brilliant at it, and there were some funny jokes in it. It just felt a Way little bit used. Too close. It just felt a Come little on, bit guys. used. Yeah. yeah, like it was. It was. It, you could have Come done on. some other things. You're better again, than that, SML. You are. Chris Red. I will say, that made me laugh. I liked that part oh, of it, yeah. but. Um, I still I think I appreciate it more than them doing something that was more directly based on the Rittenhouse trial, like something right. in the courtroom or something like that, which probably would have been way worse. This was yeah. probably the best way to handle yeah. it. No, but still, no, I don't give them a pass on that because I thought it, I thought it was fine. I I didn't love it, but I thought it was okay. It was fine, but the idea that like uh, let's put sixty seconds on the clock thing is and on the Janine Pirro show. Yeah, you could break those two things away from each other as well. Like Trump can be somewhere else doing that. You know, it doesn't have to be always on that. And for to be so formulaic, so close. Like, yeah, it, it seems what are we doing? Head wound Harry, and then yeah. another head wound Harry episode. Two episodes later, you don't do that. Well, he's they got, he's got a big head wound. <laughs> All right, so monologue. Let's get to the monologue, and now we can talk about Simu Liu on this episode. Hey, hey, see? I got it. Uh, what did you think, Ben? Of the monologue or of the yeah, well, we'll both t- of the monologue and just of the guest. So the the monologue. Um, was a like the word adorable just came to my mind like it was he was fucking adorable like he was so in the moment i mean if he was nervous i didn't see it um super confident very confident but but not not cocky yeah you know just that that perfect line yeah and just the idea like even the the throwaway things like i'm the first chinese host for the fourth fourth chinese host i mean just shit like that it works it worked all the way through it the whole monologue was great no he's the kind of guy that you just kind of wish him success because he just seems like a nice guy yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, and the idea that he what did he tweet in 2014 yeah that's totally true too that's such a cool story like the whole thing is so wholesome it makes you just smile and he he had a level of comfort that we haven't seen a little because you know obviously uh, the Culkin didn't, uh, you know, they, they, there wasn't a lot of comfort giving monologues this yeah. season. He was the most um, comfortable of everybody. He was a natural, really. He so, really is. Except for Sudeikis. Yeah, well, Sudeikis. Sure, sure great, but, but that's, that's not fair. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, no, I think I think he's fantastic. He's uh, he's very charismatic, very confident without being, like, feeling like he's arrogant or something like that. And I love that story that he told, too, at the end about, you know, dressing up as Spider-Man at birthday parties and having that kid say, you're not Spider-Man. Is like, you know, you're right. I'm not Spider-Man. I'm Shang-Chi, bitch. It's just a good. It's just a it's great. It's just not. It's just like it's not anything super hilarious. It's just a good monologue. Right. And of course, in my head, I'm like, if if SNL is you know rated R, it's like, and for Trevor, or something. 
Yeah, right. Like, you know, like I, that's what I wanted, but of I course, I fucked your mom. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so I, I did think about this because, and I'd love to get your guys' feedback on this. The monologues have been fairly simple, right? They've, mm-hmm. they've been uh, dialogue-driven kind of monologues where they're just talking about, oftentimes, honestly, their past, right? Yeah. Uh, and their how they were impacted by SNL, and they haven't had like an extra skit. They haven't had a lot of call-outs to other guests mm-hmm. or people like that. What is your thought on that? Do you think it's? Do you think You'd like to see, you know, sometimes there's songs and stuff in the monologue. Uh, so, do you miss that a little bit? So I think that like any sketch, no matter what it is, uh, it can be done well or, you know, or not well, right? So the monologue, just talking, it can be done brilliantly. The monologue with question answering from the audience, you know, question Q&A can be awesome or it can be a dud. The tour behind the scenes, let's go take a walk. That can be great. Or So like anything, it can be good or bad. This season, it's been very hit or miss. And I, and I think that now it's almost like watching a, a football game for your favorite team and they're doing a lot of run plays. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes they're successful and sometimes not. You know what? Throw the ball every once in a while. I want to see them branch out in that monologue. And, and I'm begging for a Q&A or I'm begging for a studio tour right now. I want them to do something or different. Or a musical interlude. Anything. Yeah. Especially after now it's been too many. The Janine Pirro thing looked seemed a little reused, yeah. you know, uh, so I thought so I, as well. I'm, what do you think about that, Brad? Are you waiting I for something more. else to happen in monologue? Yeah, I mean, some variation would would be great, you know. It's like you can only have them just sitting up there and talking and kind of introducing themselves and yeah. like, yeah, I just I just made this movie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. However, or, a, or a slightly fun anecdote emotional story which yeah. has been so, some of them. Hold yep. on. Let's go back to then why though. So like Simu Liu, Simu, Simu Liu, Simu, Simu Liu, Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. Kieran Culkin, mm-hmm. like three people who need introductions. Whereas Tom I mean, Hanks, John Goodman from back in the day, not, didn't. not, yeah. not for me because I, well, I, I know them. Okay, all. I mean, you know I, what I'm, I'm saying. Down with the, the more likely that they need yeah. an introduction, the more likely the monologue will be that introduction. Yeah. Yep. So I would have liked to see a, a, and Sudeikis is being bittersweet because of Ted Lasso, and so that's probably why they didn't. And he do. hit the right emotional tone. Man, it yeah. worked. It worked. Yep. But they they kind of wasted that opportunity for them to do something silly there, like on a behind the scenes tour, because they wanted to give him that. But they were they already are doing that to introduce all these unknowns. Mm-hmm. I think the more no. So what's what's the next show's coming up, Brad? Uh, so we have Billie Eilish is going to be hosting uh, in December. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of interested about that. Yeah, one. December 11th, I think it is. Uh, okay, she's hosting and musical guest. Okay. She's uh, a young pop star, Ben. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> and then Paul Rudd on December 18th. All right, so those two I b- are- I'm, I bet Paul Rudd is going to be the one that breaks from the, yeah, I the norm. Billie Eilish might as well, because she's very well known. You don't need to introduce who Billie Eilish is. To the general world. Yeah, but I'm not sure the consensus is going to be her first time hosting. Sure. That she's going to be comfortable enough to do anything That's except right. for I, that. I feel like, yeah, getting out, reading the cue cards in front of the audience and the cameras, doing a, an easy monologue is a good I way to I could see her doing the Q&A that. one. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Because the idea that we're, we are only doing the talking monologue because we're introducing them to the world isn't Billie Eilish. But the uncomfortableness she might have is yep. why they're doing the, yep. the, the, the yep. talking yeah. monologue. Okay, fair enough. Because, D- again, it's it's an easy way to dip their toes into the exactly. water of being on SNL. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, Karaoke All-Stars was our first sketch after the monologue. Uh, it was written by Mike uh, Desenzo, Chloe Feynman, Brian Tucker. Chloe Feynman had a, a central part in this. Brad, what would you think of this sketch? Um, I thought it was just fine. Uh, I, um, this wasn't as bad as the sketch that I'm going to reference that it's similar to, which was the advertising awards one. But I felt like a similar thing where 
they had a bunch of smaller premises to like make fun of the tropes of karaoke, but they couldn't figure out how to come up with a cohesive framing device to do all them. And so they came up with a karaoke recap show at a bar idea. Yeah. It's such a weird thing to like, like sometimes you can, you can suspend your disbelief for the absurdity of something existing. This one just didn't feel like it was worth coming up with the idea of a karaoke recap show happening at a bar that no one would ever be watching. Yeah, yeah. And and th- there was something to do with karaoke. I like there was something in the sketch they could have done. The, right? Yeah, cuz there's there's some funny bits here. Those, like they, no, them, the, the tropes were funny. Yeah, them hitting the karaoke tropes are funny, but the framing device like they, they need to figure out a better way to present them so that it felt like a, a, a full sketch as opposed to just a bunch of jokes about karaoke. Yeah, and there were some of the tropes about karaoke that, you know, the the again, it seemed like Hey, these two can do Marge and Homer Simpson. We need to find a sketch for them to do this kind of thing. I did think that, um, that was so I, random. I liked it. Yeah, it, no, was, it was it so was random. Great, <laughs> but it was so random. Uh, no, and, I think that worked. Uh, I think that worked. And then I, the, the, again, and Brad knows this because uh, I've told. Or sorry, Ben and Brad both know this. I told you this. I think last year, maybe even. Uh, I had a hard time w- warming up to Bo and Yang. There, he he felt a little over the top when he started on SNL a couple years ago, and. Uh, I'm I'm such a huge Bo and Yang fan, but yeah. his uh, his part in this just made me laugh so much. Because so, so it the, was like that panic singing. It's the build up too, because you know what's coming. <laughs> exactly. So they were so smart. That's uh, such a good song choice for yep. that reason, because every single person that heard that first line and it, and was like, and "Oh, he we knows. all know where the yeah. and he in. knows, and he's telling you, uh oh, oh yeah, that was <laughs> out of the tropes. That was maybe the best one. It was just so well done." Yeah, I didn't love Chloe's character. I don't like yeah, her so voice. Yeah, so that's so that's the so thing. her voice is Cecily Strong's Weekend Update character. What's what's her name? The one with the cigarette and the windbreaker. Oh, yeah. Kathy Ann. Yeah, Kathy Ann. That's the exact voice. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a I think it's a more dumbed down. Version oh, for of sure. That, for but, sure. But but the sound yeah. of the voice was the exact same. I don't know yeah. why. That, I didn't love it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird it didn't feel choice. necessary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't feel like she needed to play that. Not character necessarily. In that. Damon Wayne's coming out in a gay character to play a bit part that got fired right. from the show but also why that choice yeah it just would have it would have been fine if it was like a meant to be like a redneck bar right. or something like that right. but it brought nothing to so the table also can i ask a stupid question about the just the logistics of it you like, could just call it a question it, we know it's stupid when you're <laughs> you know why did uh chloe Feynman have a microphone and keenan thompson didn't i have no idea that makes <laughs> that's no that's a good sense question. right yeah and also she didn't like lean it over to it to let like him you speak just did to, to a ghost, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, right? Yeah, I don't either. Okay, no, I, I again, not one of the best sketches of the night. I don't think it was a skit necessarily, but not not a great not well thought either. out. Nope. All right, next was pre-tape Target Thanksgiving ad. Obviously, they've done these kind of Thanksgiving Target ads mm-hmm. or Target ads before. Uh, I did text a couple friends after this and pointed out specific characters in there that I think they are (laughs) is that why i got that text yeah so obviously you know i've got i've got the bitcoin friend right that is big into bitcoin i've got the vegan friend which is the same friend Um, (laughs) wait is this all just the terrible person that you're friends with yeah yeah so no i i I love him dearly but i had to laugh at it because it was there was some i think good kind of pointing out to people that we all know in our families right oh simu liu was simu liu right simu liu fuck simu liu was amazing in this as the vegan douchebag. Like, I, yeah. I bought it, you know? It was great. That's the best thing about these sketches is I, I'm always a sucker for them because they just so perfectly 
depict people that we know in our lives and but they're also never entirely the same because they're updated for the like specific cultural and social touchstones yep. that we're dealing with at the time and that's that's here and every time around the holidays it's christmas or thanksgiving there's it's a target ad or a coles ad or something and i i laugh every time and the, yeah this this was a good one for sure i am surprised that target hasn't reached out to cecily strong to actually voice their commercials right she's freaking perfect does she do voiceover work because i feel like she should she should she's a great voiceover probably it's incredible though i i mean if you close your eyes you're listening to a target ad it's nuts oh yeah very very well done though i I thought that was very very good brad did you like it a lot oh yeah for sure i thought thought it was good yeah no i I thought it was great i thought it was great yeah so so far in all of our our sketches that one was my favorite one all right uh but then we get to this one, which is going to be hard to top for me. Oh. The new til- military weapon, which is, again, a recurring kind of theme, the new military weapon mm-hmm. kind of thing. But this one, written by Mikey Day and Skeeter Seidel. Streeter <laughs> Seidel. Sorry, Skeeter. Sorry. This one, written by Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel, had a dog in it, and I am a sucker oh. for a sketch with a dog. It was so funny. I, I was, I honestly, and maybe it was just the mood I was in, but I honestly was tearing up from laughter. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I haven't laughed at an SNL sketch that hard in, in a very long time. It was fucking awesome. Like, I just laughed so hard. I didn't like this one. What? No, I'm kidding. Uh, the, <laughs> I was know, about to literally quit the podcast. I, I don't like dogs or puppies. <laughs> so, but I will say this. So I think that w- one thing that makes this sketch work so well is not the writing. Because the writing, because oh, no, the, no, write, no. the writing in this is not like it's anything simple. spectacular. That's not the point. It's the physical comedy that comes from yeah. having the dog being unpredictable in the sketch, and the so, audience knows what you're going to get. Exactly. So it's the only time that Lauren Michaels allows improv is a sketch like this because he you have has to make up to. for the dog doing so, whatever. So the ham sandwich, I guarantee you, was sitting there as an only if needed. And they had to use it. I don't ever think they were going to use it. I'm not sure they they, the they did need was, to use it though. The dog was looking right the entire time. So when the dog was looking right and wasn't paying attention, it didn't make sense. So they, and the they, dog was looking at the person that was exactly. underneath doing the hands. So so they were trying very hard to keep the dog's attention straight to camera. And so when it wasn't working, they bring out, they hit the button basically and like, oh, it's time to bring out the sandwich and, and get the dog's attention back. Then it goes off the rails in such a way that some of the sandwich drops to the floor. Some of the dog's aiming down there. You have to, those those. Actors have now got to improv, yeah. and it's the only yeah. time they Rewatch ever get to do it. that. Oh, watch and it! Pay watch it! Watch it! Watch it! James Austin Johnson, who's trained so hard. Yeah, not there's to laugh. W- there's one shot where yeah. it looks like he's red in the face because the dog is eating it, the it, the scraps <laughs> of the sandwich. Yeah. Which again, but it looks like he's blowing himself. Like, yeah. like Many of these so guys good. are improv guys. This this is where they excel, and so I like seeing it's SNL cast members having so fun. Yeah, I really wonderful. do. Wonderful, and it's it's a thankless thing that he does, but Simu Liu in this role, he. Like delivers his lines with such yep. like confidence and like and like he dedicated to the of being this like tough military. Yeah. It's like and he doesn't fuck up a line. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't flub one line and he doesn't break character. He doesn't break at all. He is the perfect straight man in this sketch. Yep. He gets yep. a he needs a lot of credit and like and the way he delivers the if, if I didn't believe in this I wouldn't have had my dad sacrifice his body and his dog. Say <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line delivery. Yep. The yeah. whole sketch works because of him Do because guys, he plays that straight this man. This was a uh, there was another piece of history in this um sketch do you guys know was it the first asian dog to host for the fourth time no it was the first sketch that martin hurley he first live sketch that martin hurley he ever made what like an appearance in he was the hands was he really <laughs> yep. that's a good bit of trivia yeah i did yeah, not know he, that. he was the hands were they very long hands yeah <laughs> 
Yes. And one thing I I I uh I think that that it, is him, right? No, is, Martin Hurley. He is the one with curly hair, right? Oh, then I screwed it up. Yep, Sorry, it's okay. The, you know, he cut that all out. But yeah, I think that it's this is a comedy. The comedy from this kind of comes by accident, in a way. Like you can only give so much credit to the writers because they came up with the premise, yep. but like Agreed. it relies on the accident, and you hope that something goes wrong, and so. It's uh, I I didn't necessarily think this was one of the best sketches because of that, but it's still very so funny. I don't want you to misinterpret what I said. No, no, for sure. I, I'm saying I laughed the hardest I've laughed in a long time. It has nothing to do with the design of the sketch. Yeah, yeah. The conceit is fine, and the dog was good. just stinking oh, adorable. Well, of yeah, of course. <laughs> but that was just so great. And I've seen yeah. sketches, I, even on SNL before, where they hold the dog and they kind of try to like push the dog. And I don't like those sketches. Yeah, where they're really trying to force an animal to do something it doesn't want to. This was only them reacting to whatever the dog was fucking doing in the first place, and that's why I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. 10, 10 out of 10. All right. Next sketch for us, Republican or not. Brad, let's start with you. What did you think? Uh, so this is the kind of political satire sketch I like to see because it doesn't rely on like the framing of a Janine Pirro show or a press conference or a congressional session. More yeah. evergreen. Yeah, it's it's you know um, the, it's also smarter. It's yeah, smarter. the game show format allows them to to be more sharp, more clever, and in particular, man, coming up with the clues that they give to be like vague enough to fit both like yeah. potentially Democrats there are or some Republicans. Parts of that too. Yeah. Yeah, but I will say. While I think that there is brilliance to be found in finding the little details that like make it seem like that there is a fine line between Democrat and Republican, if you really break down the specifics, it's not like like that, you know. And so, like, I I hesitate to like. Give me an example, though. Give me. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? Like, th- it's it's the not cl- like that. The clues are intended to be vague enough they're that they could they're obscuring some like other nuances to their yeah exactly that they well, of course they are no no yeah. i know but but my but my point is like someone's gonna see that and they're gonna think well see there's not much of a difference between us it's like no there fucking is you know and so like yeah i, I think though the, the whole point is yeah again politics is so much more complicated but like um i i do have this there's this weird season of life right now where i have very progressive friends that if you talk to them almost really sound like my conservative friends who are anti-vaxxers as well because they're not putting things in their bodies that they don't want either and so sometimes the, yeah, my, my body my choice yeah, well, yeah. what do you and mean so by there, that? sometimes right. there is this circle of you know kind of politics where it's like man th- those those two in no other world do those two kind of combine but they found this kind of dynamic where they share some similarities yeah that the writing for that is is very sharp yeah. and then and keenan thompson also has a great role in this because i love his oh, he great. constant cockiness of like you guys aren't gonna get this no, game <laughs> so so i was gonna point that out like it only works because keenan is the host yeah because any other host is not gonna he doesn't they don't have that kind of chutzpah to get to pull that off yeah it, it really does work because of it and as somebody that does host uh, uh, that's a little more involved in politics and hosts politics politics podcast, oh big smart I, man I just wanna, with his I wanna, radio I show throw that out there uh <laughs> but but there is this kind of where you know two years ago nobody liked this person on this side now he's a hero on the other side or she's a hero and in you know so the line my favorite comic is dave Chappelle, and they ask starting when you know it's such a brilliant line yeah. because because things change things change and and and, and 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 people are just so dumb that you know again they 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 want 
they want somebody so badly to be on their side. Fit my right. narrative. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. So I just thought that kind of almost satire, that kind of smart politics, For sure. political conversation was nice. And I appreciated that they also like leaned into it even more by having uh, Liz Cheney come out and yep. be, and then like I'm a Republican. Yeah, like it's like <laughs> and it's it's like this kind of incredulous thing too, where like. There's such radicalism on, and there's radicals on both sides, like obviously to be sure. But like specifically, like nowadays, you see yep. with, with Republicans where there's like people who are so far to the right that some of the people who have just a couple things that they don't line up with, they're like, they're like, get yep. the fuck out of here. So yeah, the, the whole interesting thing is obviously a point to that. Yeah, you know, and saying like, no, but I'm a Republican. Like, mm, that's, yeah, exactly. That's a trick question. No, nope. daughter of. Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so yeah, again, what I, box I just doesn't that. Check I, for I just you? thought it was it was also just a it was a, an important moment right now because, like you said, Brad, there are these kind of almost these sides that push so far um, you know, to one side that you know I've been a Republican my whole life, kind of thing. I didn't move; the party moved away from me. Yeah, you know, and I I think I misspoke. I said Evergreen, and it's not. Right in two years, it's gonna be like my body, my choice. What does that even mean? Yeah, it'll go back. It will go back the other way where things will happen. But for for now, in this zeitgeist that we're living in currently, it's the perfect sketch for that. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's get to another pre-tape. Uh, walking in Stanton. Um, I'm gonna say this. You know, we all many people listen to this. We don't talk about where we're from, but we are from a a fairly small town in Indiana. And uh, I love the place that we're from, but there's a lot of reasons to not love it. We have a lot of friends that move away from this place. I'll say this. I love how much Pete Davidson loves Staten Island. Yeah. And how much he's also willing to shit. Oh, well, because he's not. He, he, he goes into his love for Staten Island eyes wide open. Right. And and the imperfections is part of what he, he loves about his home. You know, yeah. it's his home. Sure. So what do you think about this? Uh, sketch? This, this is absolutely, this? absolutely incredibly fun. Yep. So much fun. I was uh, Bailey and I watched this together. My girlfriend and I watched this together and. And we're sitting next to each other, and every time something new happened, we both kind of went, oh! Like, it was just kind of like there was more and more to this as it went on. And we, that's the part that I really liked about it. it. That's the part that set it apart from their normal musical parody because it kept having layers. And yeah. it kept growing. And that's what I loved about it. Yeah, I mean, initially, I, I liked it because this is one of the things that Pete Davidson does best. When he's doing his version of Adam Sandler, mm -hmm. Pete Davidson is top-notch. It's it's easily the best thing he does on SNL besides his stand-up bits at the Weekend Update desk. So I love seeing this. The fact that it was actually also a very good song parody of the mm -hmm. of the Marcone song, Walking in Memphis, as well as a Which music a video parody. Song. Wait, it was a parody? <laughs> as well as uh, doing the music video style yeah, the yes, exact same exactly. way as well. Um, one thing that I thought was weird, I'm just wondering if this is just because maybe him, Pete Davidson, and Big Wet are friends now. It seemed weird yeah. that he came back again so soon after they did the, the, the Squid Game, Squid Game thing yeah. together. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess they must have some kind of connection and friendship. Obviously, they're both from Staten Island, yeah. uh, uh, as is Method Man. Method Man was, was on fire, by the way. <laughs> That's a good verse. It was a, like, it was a real <laughs> a verse. A real yeah. verse. Well, and, I mean, it's hard not to be when you're a professional rapper right. and you're yeah, but, but your it, job. But. It wasn't silly. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah he, didn't, he, didn't take a, he didn't take a time off, a time out there. You know, he went for it. Um, I think that the question, the answer to that question about uh, Big Wet, is that his name? Yeah, his name's Big Wet. <laughs> yep. So the, the answer to your question of Big Wet, I do feel like uh, Pete and him have become friends, and I do think that it's he's he's lending some sort of musicality to. Yeah, Wet. I think that's true. And I honestly think that it's in the early stages before they reach out to Mark and before they reach out to Method Man, him and Big Wet sit in a room and go like, yeah. let's figure the musical part out 
and then we can pitch it to these people. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Of. I also side note too. I love how they brought Marcone into the the sketch too because oh. the, the, with the phone call, be like, wait, what do you mean I'm already in it? <laughs> yes, it's so meta. Like that's why. And Marcone is if you, uh, I I think I follow him on Twitter actually. Weird. Yeah, no, because he's hilarious. Like he he's very. It's almost like uh, what's his name, Devin. You think of Mark Marin? No. <laughs> Who's the guy from Final... No, no, no. Yeah, the, Devin no, Sauer. No, no, You're thinking of Mark Cuban. Okay. <laughs> I follow all of them. All Marks. You're thinking of Patrick Ewing. Easy. So so much like Devin Sawa, he's very he's very self-referential. Yeah. And he understands his, his place in fame and, yep. and what it means. He's not overbearing or aggressive or e- egotistical. He gets it. The guy's, he's like, I'm known for walking in Memphis and yep. that's it and I'm fine with it. So he's leaning into it on Twitter and now... I, so as soon as that sketch ended, I leaned over to Bailey and said, "That guy's really funny on Twitter. He's very uh, self-aware. Yeah, and that's probably why he agreed to do." There's this. a the guys in Eve Six, the band from the nineties. Yes. had they're, yes. they're very similar. They they know who they are. Yep. They know. They, they're actually having a lot of fun with Pat Oswalt on Twitter yep. right now. They have like yep. a like a fake feud where that's they keep awesome. insulting each other, and it's so funny. You no, know, I do love those type of people though. Like you said, they're, you they're not they're not taking themselves too seriously. They know who they are. They knew they had a moment of greatness. But they're not great now. All right, next sketch for all of you watching at home actually is Weekend Update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. So, Weekend Update, um, let's just get to the jokes first. How do you think Che and Jost did, uh, Betty? Just uh, just one of the one of the only times, because I know I said last episode that uh, Weekend Update is always, always knocking it out of the park. Yeah, they hit a double. <laughs> They had a double. It was, it was fine. I, I just you're, you're talking about weekend update overall. You're talking about Joe. We're, we're talking about just Joe. I'm, I'm talking Chay. about Joe and Jay. I, I thought they were fine. I didn't. We'll get into the other parts. What, of what that. did you guys think? Go ahead, Nate. I, I, again, I, I'm with you. I, I there, there's been nothing that I thought has been in fire. Anytime though, um, you know. Jost is made fun of by Che. Sure. I love it. I mm-hmm. love moments where, you know, they paint him as a racist or something. Like just, you know, just that kind of like The lethal weapon joke in this one was That's what great. I thought. Yeah. Like like th- that fair. kind of brotherly comedic partner kind of banter is just a lot of fun. Um so I those jokes are easy for me cuz I'm going to laugh every time. And I, okay, so I will say it's not that I didn't laugh. Yeah, right? no, I what didn't. I'm saying, but I get it. If there was nothing groundbreaking in I'm this. Waiting, though, yeah. Not like, groundbreaking, but I appreciate how it's consistent. sharp they were when it came to covering the written house stuff, taking a jab sure. at, at Matt Gates in the same breath because <laughs> on a similar topic. And then also like for so, for those obviously SNL does have a left slant because comedians for the most part do lean to the left. It's because there's not really any funny people on the right. Um, but it's like they still whoa, they still ben, <laughs> they still Ben wa- is sitting right here. <laughs> oh, come on. They still uh, don't hesitate to take justified jabs at the left when they're embarrassing themselves or they're doing something wrong. Yeah, and like this, Matt Gates. He's a Republican. Oh, I don't yeah, know. But, but they did on Biden, didn't they? Yeah, they dunked on Biden and his approval ratings. Yeah. And so, and I like they're they're not afraid to do that see, when it's I called still, for. See, that that I thought that that was an easy joke, though. Like just that was just right there. Like, do you think they were just kind joke. of throwing it in just to say, "Hey, look at us being see, bipartisan"? I hope not, because I, like there's a better joke there. I, I'm not going to write it, but there is a better joke there. I I don't like watching things thinking like that's something that anybody could have come up with. And like last week, you mentioned a couple things where it was like, well, that's such a yeah, the low, Seltzer joke, yeah, so low hanging fruit. And I felt like there was a lot of that this time around. That's all. That's fair. All right. So I know you didn't love this, but I know you guys both loved Baby Yoda on Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Gosh, I... Brad, how much did you love this on a scale of zero to ten? Zero. <laughs> to zero. Uh, I... Retire the character, Kyle. Yeah, seriously, it's like. 
I don't know why anybody thinks it's funny. Like, I guess it's the dichotomy between, like, adorable Baby Yoda and some douche bro playing the character. But, like... It doesn't work for me. It, it, it hasn't. I, it hurts to say that because I love Kyle Mooney yeah. so much. You know what this is? You know what this is the version of? This is an onion headline. Sure. You read the onion headline, you laugh, you never read the article. Yeah. This is an onion. Oh, wouldn't it be hilarious? Baby Yoda if, caught Yoda. in drug sting. Exactly. Cool. Now I'm going to go to the next fucking thing that I'm watching on the internet. I'm not going to watch this five minute. Dis- oh, my God. The one just- thing I will say is occasionally. The physical comedy is funny to watch. Fine, the sure, way he w- moves sure. the arms around and stuff, it, it's it's mildly amusing. Sure. I don't remember the first one, but I do remember laughing more the first time he did Baby Yoda. Oh, the first time um, I, I laughed I, a lot. I think actually. it's just because he looks so goofy yeah. in in the in the prim yeah. and the makeup and stuff like that. But like the novelty has worn off, Agreed. and I don't think it's ever been laugh out loud funny. Can you, agree. Can you tell me what prim is? It's the the uh, orb that's like his floating crib. What is prim used? Or in sorry, a- I, I meant to say I meant to say pram. Pram. It's a pram. Nerd. <laughs> you know what? He didn't even get it right though. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. No. All right. And then the other other part of this, uh, the other uh, takeaway from uh, the uh, the other takeaway from weekend update: Mother Earth on climate change. Ad Bryant obviously was behind this. Uh, ben, you loved this, didn't you? Pass. <laughs> I so, love. Listen, I love Ad Bryant, and I get it. But this was not, in my opinion, at all funny. I didn't think that it was bad or unfunny. I just felt like it was. Straight line all the way through, like okay, like she's she's playing a literally sa- nothing unexpected, a sassy you know like hippie store version of Mother Earth, and and, and she gives you those funny looks into the camera as Eddie Bryant does, yeah. you know that you know are kind of kind of funny. Or, the you only know, part that I thought but, was was actually pretty good was talking about uh, digging coal out of her out of her ass. I thought that was a pretty <laughs> good. Yeah, I think that it's such a letdown from last week's weekend update characters to this week that it's like. Maybe it's maybe that did set my expectations a little higher. Like, ooh, at least we can. I'm just gonna have characters, and I I like that. Uh, maybe in my brain, my stupid Neanderthal brain, it, it set that up for higher expectations than normal. Yeah, because these were bad. These are sometimes both bad. we talk about these characters and we say, well, the characters have the the potential. Maybe they just didn't find the jokes that they needed. I I didn't love the characters either one, Baby Yoda or like I'm I'm just done with Baby Yoda. A. Yeah. And and I just didn't I didn't think the Mother Earth stuff was that funny. Like I I didn't think the concept is that funny. Yeah, like so, it did, and it didn't it didn't like yeah demand to be like talked about based yeah. on what what the event that inspired. Yeah, it, I didn't know? watch it thinking well you're just missing a joke or two. It's like nah, this is not that great. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So anyway, uh, Thanksgiving Baking Championship, which is a recurring segment, um, a recurring sketch that they have. Again, I am willing to allow them to retire. Yes, I was gonna say please yeah. retire this one as well, SNL. It's not funny anymore. It's not. Th- there are p- small pieces that yep. are funny, but There's the overall jokes in there. But yeah. the overall premise is tired. It's and worn like, out. It's terrible. Yeah, I just the, it. It, even like as gnarly as you make the cakes and how you make them talk. Like even if it has some amusing physical presence, it's not here, enough to so do here, a whole. It's too bad because Simu Liu was great in this as well. Like, yeah, he, he was good in this. But he, and, and, so here's and he why, has so much talent. So we all know, right? Comedy is what's unexpected. The very first time you see that sketch. It's hilarious. It was. It was so funny. Because the cake talks or is like, kill me or whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. it was. That's amazing. Yep. By the fourth iteration, no. Well, you see you, it coming you, a mile away. You know away. it's coming. I yeah. knew it was going to happen. So come on. Like, there's, uh, not, there's not enough variation to make it funny as a recurring sketch. Not even So the Pete bit. Davidson stuff, he's either got the munchies or do you think he's just trying to save the sketch by just eating? I'm glad you, you know, brought this up. I'm not even. So I, don't, I'm, I don't even think it's either of them. I feel like he was just bored in the sketch and just kept eating the cake that he was given because what else so was he going to do? I think that it was 
I think that he was had he was a little self conscious because if you saw the first part of the sketch, he dropped it, and so then he he now is like it's embarrassing to fail like that on live TV, and so then he just decided to like it's part of the bit. I'm going to keep going with it because if you if you watch it again, he he does something weird and drops part of it, and it's not part of what he should be doing. Yeah. So then he just runs with it and just makes it a thing, and he keeps eating it. Yeah, he kept eating it. I think he was just hungry. No, he just, I think that he was embarrassed and he just ran with it. I thought he was yeah. a hungry boy. I, I thought he was kind of. I think that Lauren and him had a conversation later about it. Like, what would, what was that? Yeah, yeah I, I, I bet. Yeah. It was just kind of awkward to me a little bit, too. It felt like, okay, the sketch isn't working necessarily. So maybe I'll do this kind of weird thing over here. I and guarantee see, you that nobody that was writing or a producer was happy with that. Whatsoever. Yeah, and see if I can't get, because people would kind of laugh because he just kept on feeling, you know. Yeah. Uh, but It was funnier than most of the sketches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and to, to be fair, it's, I laughed more at Here's that another than, football reference. It's when the the quarterback on his own calls an audible and it ends up getting the first down. Like, yeah. okay, good, but like, don't do that ever again. Yeah. yeah. Also, what a cute little rocket penis cake. Oh, no, for real though, it was it was <laughs> it's adorable. It was a nice little cartoon penis rocket. <laughs> yeah, which again, if, we all love it. I know we all love it when the cast starts laughing. That was a hard. That was hard for them to. I know for Pete especially not to laugh when he saw that. Yeah, it's um, fine. It, the whole sketch needs to be retired though. Like, yep. Please let that be the last iteration of you know cake whatever. All right, our final uh, pre-tape in the live show anyway was the Simu uh, and Bowen. It was the. Uh, a, almost Asian competition sketch. You know who's the who's the most accomplished Asian. But all, well, but also making fun of the idea that because Hollywood is yep. diversifying itself so much, they're constantly patting themselves on the back, being like, "Oh, look, we have yep. the first black actress to win an Emmy for writing in a comedy series." That's like, well, a this should have happened a long time ago, and b stop congratulating yourself for doing something you should have done a long time ago. And also, also again, yes, let's celebrate this, but let's also every time you point out the thing about them that's different. Different than the people that have won it before, you make them an other. Exactly, right? you're differentiating between like look at as how, if they're uh, yeah they're different. Like they you need know. like to be told like you're more special. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, again, so I I thought it was funny. I, yes. I really enjoyed it. Uh, they again, Simu has great I think comedic timing. Mm -hmm. Him and he Bowen played off well yeah. with each other. Uh, I would love to see. Uh, Simu Liu and Bowen Yang do a buddy action comedy. Together. I would love like yep. a version they of could the do some couple. Yep. Yeah, or Midnight Run. Oh, <laughs> there was a couple. I watched that all Great wordplay in there too. You know, uh, I, I I just thought it was good. I love. <laughs> uh, I don't know why mispronounced words always make me laugh, but when when Bowen says, "Is it not?" Boutique, <laughs> instead of boutique, which again makes me laugh because I mispronounce words all the time. Like so, Simu Liu. Yeah, well, that one is a, a more difficult one, though. I do think we tried to get it right. I really did try that one. I Simu also, Liu. I also love that whenever they have a sketch that calls for NBC pages, it's always the youngest featured players who are the ones playing the well, pages. Well, of course, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I, I really, I, you know, it was fine. Like, I think that they, I would have liked to see a little bit more, um, like. SNL has done this in the past where they'll cut to just a stock image of a famous, you know, Asian actor uh, that would have won an award that wasn't them because it was just transferring back and forth. Right. Between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so like to, to like you build it up to that where yeah. it's like best Asian of all time. And like the one there's like Henry Golding or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You know, Sandra Oh <laughs> right. gets it instead. I would have liked to see something like that. But other than that, it was it was really good. Yeah, Our final sketch of the actual episode. We'll get for the get to the cut for time on as well. The nine one one call. Now here's the thing. I I, I read some 
reviews of this. I read some, uh, you know, just some comments on this. And I don't think that many people know that this was an actual call, um, play for an actual call given by actually a police officer called into 911. And the, the idea that I think I died, he says in this call. And he is, uh, what had happened is he had pop brownies for the first time or something, and he doesn't know how to handle it. And, and so I, I think this sketch would have been benefited by I a, don't know based if, on true events. Yeah, this, this is the thing is I don't know if that that experience, that news story, that call that I've, I hadn't heard of before was known enough to get that. No, I think, not I at think, all. I honestly think even if it was, it wouldn't have helped the sketch very much because I didn't think that it was very good. It's it's a one note. It's, it's on repeat. Yeah, it's a one note joke. It's not a very good joke to begin with, and it feels like something that would have come out in like 1995 when people maybe didn't know didn't a lot know about weed, weed was, yeah. you know. And so uh, I, I like I think that there's a better premise that acknowledges the idea that older people who are taking advantage of weed now because it's more acceptable don't understand why it's stronger. And let's, yeah. let's be honest, those in their 60s and 70s have probably had more interactions with weed than most people in their but, 30s but, and but 40s. There is something right? to be, but there's something to be said about the weed now is different Absolutely. than the weed that they did used to. No, know. and I think that that's the better sketch, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, I, let me tell you about when I smoked weed outside of Willie Nelson concert in 77, and then they take one hit and they're like, I see angels. Yeah, right. you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's something That's, there. Yeah, yeah. That is, I think there is something there. Yeah. But yeah, this is a one, night, one note and the same note over and over again. I was like, what are you guys doing? And a totally abrupt ending. It was of so course. weird. Yeah. yeah. Not, I, not good. Not a, not a good one. All right. Then final sketch of the night. Uh, again, we want to tell you if you are not subscribed to the SNL uh, YouTube channel, you should because you're going to get some other kind of behind the scenes looks. But one of the most important things you're going to get is their cut for time sketches. And usually there's one or two. Sometimes there's none. But this week there was one. It was a pre-taped please, uh, uh, sketch by pre Please Don't Destroy called Touch Up. And uh, oh my god, I laughed so hard. Brad, explain the sketch just for some people that maybe watched SNL Live that haven't seen this yet. Explain it a little bit. Yeah, so it's the the three guys from Please Don't Destroy, and of course, it's just in their SNL office. And um, uh, uh, Martin Hurley comes in, and he very clearly has had some work done on his face. And so the two other guys are like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, you noticed?" And they're like, "Yeah, because it's he looks like <laughs> you look a, like a bloated a, corpse or something. He <laughs> looks like you drowned yeah, uh, or what's, embalmed." What's yeah. the uh, what is the woman that kind of looks like a cat now? She's oh, I don't know 70s. who that is. I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, I know you're talking you about know, too. He yeah. looks a little. Like I don't her. think she has a name. I think she's just like <laughs> a cat the, woman. But yeah, and woman, I yeah. I love like when he he like when they do a close up, he widens his eyes. Oh, too. it's so so creepy. he looks like the Joker kind <laughs> yeah. of. It was so creepy. But yeah, and so like then they like obviously it unfolds that they each have had had something done to them or they have a weird deformity, and so um, one of them has super long fingers that they had done. Which the reveal the of it is so good. The silliest but funniest. The long oh, fingers so one. Just because, again, the idea that you're going to get something done to your face or veneers or something when you start to get money is a fairly common thing for people. Yeah. You know, comics, all these kind of things. But then the whole idea They cut to him and his fingers are so long <laughs> and it takes a beat before he... Yeah, went. I took a second. So I, I, I was like, like, wait a minute, oh, his, his hands are weird. <laughs> and then he mentions I'm like, oh, well, duh, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's and that's the subtle what, comedy of him... Yeah pointing and touching oh god that was great <laughs> he did the west side thing and oh, i was laughing just, my butt off these guys i'm telling you they're, they're so just talented so talented so funny oh oh batting almost a thousand right now they're i could great. not believe that that was cut for time 
Yeah, I, honestly, like, and I do think I I think that there is a, one of the it's it's I don't know if it's Lauren or if it's just like if it's tradition, which would still be Lauren, but the that I wonder if they lean into like they want to make sure that they have more live sketches than pre-recorded sketches that hit. Yeah, they so, did have a c- couple other pre-recorded. So. Yeah, and so well, I, I I think they might, they probably want to make sure that it's usually skewing towards live stuff, yeah. so it's not always pre-recorded. Yeah, so you're not talking about competing with another live sketch. You're talking about are you going to take Walking in Staten out? Are you going to take Simu and Bowen out? Are you going to take you know the target Thanksgiving ad well yeah, all, all three of those are all good yeah you know? and you're not and honestly you're not going to replace the tried and true uh you know all the the cast members everybody's in the sketch yep. you're not going to replace that with a please don't destroy one well, plus all those pre-recorded sketches with uh, with the exception of I guess walking in Stanton have Simu Liu as well yep. so and, and, but would you replace walking in Stanton with that no no definitely no, of that's not. what I'm saying I don't know so, if any of the pre-tapes you can no, really that's, that's and, fair and also then I mean from a business perspective what they're looking at is like Oh well, this is a pre-recorded, that, so that's gonna go. That could go viral on its own. If yep. even if we cut it, we'll put it online, yeah. and it will do what it does. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. That's the interesting thing about SNL, where they're at now, and what could continue to be a, a money driver for them is they get millions of views on their sketches that they put on YouTube yeah. as well. And so, uh, which is really interesting because I know a lot of people that only watch SNL on YouTube now, mm-hmm. right? And well, so, that's a great story. Like I watch John Oliver every week, but then. The main story is always uploaded for free to YouTube. Yeah, obviously because HBO knows what the hell they're doing. Yep, SNL is not dumb; they're doing the same thing. Yeah, they're and making money, and yeah. that's why I think that you're going to see a lot more cut for time stuff be the pre tapes, right? Because of what the culture is now with, you know, just with what's available online. So yeah, what did that you- was Ben's business corner, <laughs> brought to you so, by me, Ben. B- BBC. All in all, Brad. Did you- <laughs> All in all, Brad, we need I to figure British out uh, an, uh, our official 10 to 1 podcast ratings of maybe like a, a system that we'd rate this with. But how would you rate this episode all in all? I overall? give this eight 10 to 1s. That is the worst <laughs> type because it's two numbers and it's, it's uh, no, bad. So my what do you mean? Broke. Your mic just broke? No, my mind. My mic just broke. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, 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 an equation here. Eight, Don't ten worry. to ones. I can like, still fucking hear you. No, I would. Uh, I think this episode overall, I would. I would give it. Uh, I'd give it a seven, probably. The way I want to rate these, I'm gonna out of do ten. This. Uh, I'm gonna do um, ten, ten to ones. This was, this was better than Owen Wilson and not as good as Remy Malik. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think that's good. That's where it lands for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it seems like you know, but, it's so but interesting. barely, by the way, with the Remy Malik, it's more towards the Remy Malik than it is the Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a very good episode. Yeah, it's a, it was a good episode. I should think. we or a we, pretty good episode? I maybe. would say yeah, it was a good episode. Should it we wasn't just great. Like reorganize every week and just re-rank? No, that's just gonna, that's gonna be confusing as it gets longer because we're just gonna be like, no, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And this, and this. But anyway, I I thought that it was a good episode. I thought great host. Some of the sketches were just. Well, really yeah, we, we haven't talked about the host. Yeah, we're gonna get to. I would. I hope uh, that he does come back as his career continues to blossom because I uh, he's you know becoming a big star now because he's in Shang Chi. I was gonna say you're a slash in- film guy. Uh, Brad, does he have anything coming out soon or anything? I mean, he's has he's, he signed anything? I mean, he's definitely going to be uh, a key part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Um, I, I he's a multi hyphenate too. I'm pretty sure that there's like a script that he's working on that he's at least producing uh, and might also be starring in. And so he's he's got a promising future. And, and so, he was obviously also in. If you've watched Kim's Convenience, uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. and he was also in that. So yeah, no, uh, this is a person I need. 
to have a second hosting. Much like when Chris Hemsworth hosted the first time. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, please have him back immediately. Hemsworth is a good comparison. He has such good natural comedic chops. And you can tell Simu Liu is And and much like Hemsworth, uh, confident but not cocky. Mm -hmm. Just balances that All the right beats. Charming. Really almost charming. Charming. Honestly, adorably charming, both of them, right? So good. I want to see him back immediately. Like, he was so good. All right, let's talk about favorite sketches of the night. Ben, what was your favorite sketch? I mean, honestly, I'm going for I, I say it's a tie. It's uh, uh, walking in Stanton with the uh, military's next uh, whatever. Those two, I can't decide which one I like more. And for very different reasons, right? So the walking in uh, Stanton, completely pre-planned and written and perfect. And so that's probably, Executed brilliantly that's probably why it should be the better one of the night because, yes... I laughed a lot at the dog, but it's because it was what happened. So let's say Walking in Stanton. It certainly took a lot of work for Walking in Stanton. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, Brad, what do you think? Walking in Stanton is definitely my favorite. And I will, um, one thing I, w- I want to say about the, the military weapon um, one is that. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to give like an anti military. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to say about the military? Uh, no, but Cut the. spending. The military weapon sketch, I. So w- the way. If, if you've never read any of my SNL reviews on, on SNL, the way I break it down is I do it in order of, of like best to, to worst sketch, and then I get into weekend update and whatnot. But and you don't you don't rank them like one by one. You just say these are the good, these are the bad, these are the other. So no no, no so it's, well, it's categories. Do you I've, I've literally never read it. Oh. So yeah, so so I break it down by the best. I steal all the my average for this show on that. The best, the average, and the worst. And but, then but do you rank them in? Yeah, like, within each category. Oh. I, I I so they're not numbered. You should you should, you should read it sometime. No. They're not numbered as far as ranking, but like I do put them in order as far as best to worst for sure okay um, so all of the sketches have to fit those three categories yeah yeah and so uh i will say that i put uh military weapon at the top of average and it's because of the reasons that i said because even though it's very funny it's not someone that necessarily required a lot of comedic talent to write it's just funny because of how it played out with the physical aspect of having the dog there i see and i disagree and the improvisation i disagree with your right with the, the way that you're rating these things because it's it's a comedy show how much should I laugh? For sure, but like, but also, there's been times where I've laughed at bad sketches because they've gone off the rails and because people are breaking and stuff like so, that. So yeah, and that's and, fine, and it doesn't make it a good sketch though. So it I, does though. I rank it. So I'm ranking sketches by their quality, how funny they are, and also whether or not it's something that is like purposefully done comedically, or if it's something that just happens to. How to much I laugh? Lot little. See, that's why you don't have a, right. a, a website that you write for or your own podcast. All right. My favorite sketch of the night was, uh, you know, can can we choose the cut for time sketches? Sure, because I think I probably would choose the cut for time over sketch. walking. So then you would replace walking in. Well, here, here's the thing: is I'm oh. not sure because lack I, of consistency. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. Nate Lowe. Here's the thing: is I think they're all fair, really good. And so if you said which one's your favorite, I don't know. I just thought the pre-tape was so funny. I think I we have like, to draw a line. You can't pick the pre-tape or okay, the, the cut for time sketch. Let's do that. Let's do that. It's easier that Why? way. Because it's not part of the show. Okay, fine. So if that's the case, I'm going to pick Walking in Stanton. <laughs> uh, for, for a couple of different reasons. Again, executed brilliantly, really well done. Uh, also, again, I, there's something emotionally that I connect to with Pete's love for Staten Island. I thought it was a kind of a beautiful homage to that. It was silly still. There was still, you know. It's, you know, it, it's just, <laughs> even the sillier stuff, it though. It made me care about Staten Island. I've never been to Staten Island. Yeah, so. and you can tell that stuff is, I'm going next week. is so real. 
like oh, 100%. the turkeys next to the hospital, yeah. that's definitely oh, a real yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so the, the reason that that sketch went from, or that pre-tape went from uh, good to great, or all time even, is that it's it's three things, honestly. It's that the the song itself is very, it's a very good bass, mm. right? Then the creator of the song is in the fucking song. Yeah. It's in the in the yeah. sketch. And then you have Method Man, who's from Staten Island, who comes in and drops a real verse. Yeah. You know, all really three good. of those yeah. things com- combine to make it what it was. You take any one of those elements you out there, it's not really a mention sketch. Big Wet, though. <laughs> Big Wet, I'm sure. And honestly, I'm, I'm not going to shit on Big Wet. I think he has well, a I lot. wouldn't because he's huge. I wouldn't. <laughs> he's my size. Yeah. He, <laughs> we, we could sumo wrestle and people would pay. So, uh, but I do think that he must have something to do behind the scenes. Like I was saying earlier, I really do think friends. he's a yeah. valuable asset to that that exact production. Yeah. So I'm I'm on board with everything they did there. It was it's an all time great sketch. All right, MVP of the night. We'll start with you, Brad. Mm. <laughs> do you have one? wait? Who was it on your review? It was hard to pick because I didn't feel like there was I had really a hard time with there wasn't too. really a, any yep. big breakout player this but I went with Pete Davidson because Walking and Stanton was so good and honestly I don't care what the reason was for him doing it I just thought it was so funny and weird for him to keep eating that cake during the Thanksgiving Bacon Championship sketch that that just like pushed it a little above because he had the munchies and he was super high. <laughs> What, what are you, someone's school teacher? Be like, I bet he had the munchies because he's smoking like, weed. Like one of the professors in the last sketch. Sinners. What, Sinners. Uh, Sinners. How about you, Nate? Who's your MVP? Uh, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wrote down. The dog's my MVP. Love that dog. I would have oh. him in every sketch moving forward. No, oh, that's fantastic. I All right, it. Benny, what about you? Oh, yeah, I forget about this part of the show. You know what? Honestly, uh, Simu Liu. Oh, you just wanted to say it one more time. Went with the host, huh? Honestly, like in this episode, he did everything right. Yeah, and it's it's hard to name a part of the show that he was in that he wasn't that he didn't nail. Yeah, the Thanksgiving pre-tape crushed it. The monologue crushed it. Every bit part that he was even in like we talked about the military one, he yeah. brought the right. He was the reason. He was the reason that it was able that they were able yeah. to break because you he needed the, a straight guy there. And yep. yeah, and he wasn't. He didn't do a Leo Schreiber with the alien sketch where he starts laughing. Like <laughs> he kept it together. Yep. So honestly, he's my MVP. He did a great job. That's fair. I think for me, like the reason I didn't give him the MVP is it takes a lot for me to give it to the host because the host is supposed to be the star, you know? Yep. And so I think in this case, I, I, even though Simu Liu was great as host, I don't think SNL necessarily gave him enough to do for him to like really break out as a I host. think you're right, Brad. I, I, I wish they would have even... I would I wish they would have challenged him even more because watching what he did almost looked easy for him, yeah. right? Like he was so I would have loved him to see like play like, like not extreme his, characters not or something. Not his fault at all, right? I no, mean, but, but right. Like, so that's why I think that you're both wrong because I, <laughs> I really feel like what they gave him, he absolutely crushed yeah. and he didn't, sure. he didn't make any mistakes. Not yeah, but, one. I can't point to one thing that he did wrong. Yeah, but, he didn't flub his lines like Owen Wilson. He wasn't robotic like Kim Kardashian. Even Remy Malik wasn't as charismatic as him. Jonathan Majors was so fucking nervous. Like who else was on the show? Jason Zegas was fine, but he should be fine because he's an ex-cast member. Karen Culkin was terrible, so the, the he he rocked it. Did you mention Kim Kardashian? Yeah, yeah. I said she was robotic. robotic. So the idea is that it, it honestly it, it just means that he did such a good job. I'm comparing him to all other yeah. hosts for sure. I think it's fair, but yeah. he honestly has been the, in my opinion, the best host this year. I, so other I, than I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I think though, I, I think I think I I agree with Brad in that. For me to give the host 
the MVP award. You gave it to the dog. That dog was adorable. It was a good dog. And you gave it to? Pete Davidson. For one sketch. The best sketch of the night. No, he also ate cake. Yeah, he had had that delicious cake. Cool. So he made a bad decision in a sketch to try to save it. And he was in a pre-tape. <laughs> and, and, Something it, that is and it was the funniest involved, part of the best. Right. I'm changing my opinion. I'm giving it to Baby Yoda. <laughs> 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 All right, on that. Hey, uh, Brad, where can people find you? Well, you know, uh, I have a podcast called Go Flicks Yourself that I do with Ben where we talk about movies and talk about the last films we saw, movie trailers that are coming up, and just have some general fun. Nate was just on a recent episode. You can listen to that. We have an extensive conversation about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go see it. You can also find me writing about movies and TV at SlashFilm.com. I also appear on the SlashFilm Daily Podcast uh, where we also just did a very deep dive into Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a very popular movie right now, in case you haven't heard of it. It's about ghosts getting killed. And, uh, it's about ghosts getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we also have a radio show called Ben, Brad, and Beyond. Uh, you can check out the Facebook page, WIMS95.1, to catch our live streams. Uh, right now, it's every other Wednesday. We'll be back on uh, December. How's it been? Sure. What has it been? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's nice. I honestly don't. Know. It's the first weekend, or sorry, the first Wednesday in December. Yeah, so just check that, and we'll be on every other Wednesday talking about whatever nonsense we feel like talking about in the morning. Check out Brad's junk on Instagram. It's true. I always talk about some delicious soft drinks and snacks, weird flavors, collectibles, uh, candy, you name it. I'm uh, checking it out in your local grocery stores. All right, Benny Kahn, where can people find you? Uh, at Ken Bonowitz on the Twitter sphere, even though it's not very funny. Um, also, you can uh, you can literally uh, do everything that Brad just said because I'm part of everything he just said. So you can find me on Twitter at Nate Lauks, on Facebook at the Pax Pastor. Uh, you can find me at different places online and then at home, uh, usually at about 8 o'clock at night to 6 o'clock in the morning. Roughly <laughs> then, I come home around lunch again. Um, <laughs> But anyway, find hey, me wherever you can. I appreciate hey, you listening. Please give us uh, five stars on the old yeah. iTunes. Yes, um, subscribe. Somebody out there. Not I, three. I don't know if you're still listening. If you gave us three stars, we're not super happy about it. We're glad you didn't give us two. But, you know, maybe leave a review so we understand what it is that you're angry about. And I, no, I, I'm being very serious here. If you are the person that left us a three-star review instead of a five-star, I, I, I'm, I love you. I just want to know why. I want to know. Okay, why. I may have. I'm thinking about this. I may have done this. Um, <laughs> so here, I didn't tell you this, but uh, I'm a part of a, and I added you guys both. I think Brad's now a part of a, of an SNL group on Facebook. Uh, other SNL fans, I find good content there. I really enjoy the conversation. Did you post the podcast there? I have posted. He has posted several there. times. Yeah, uh, no, a new episode I'll put there just because again, why, it's a, it's a, why not find some new fans and participate? And I got a message from the moderator telling me to stop spamming my own content. So I wonder if they gave us oh. a three-star uh, review. I was curious about that because I did see in the like the group rules when you join is like to not immediately start like I didn't self-promoting. I, I, I've also done other things. I've participated, yeah, yeah. but again, I, 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 I commented three times. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been a part. I like things. I but but I I'm gonna guess they probably gave me. Yeah, a we three probably got to reel in that promotion just a little bit. Yeah, so. um, but we'll be but back. This is why we need you to promote it, listeners. All right, share this. Tell, yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your people who maybe don't normally watch start SNL. Start your Thanksgiving. Yeah, with tell them to watch our, SNL again. We'll be back in a few weeks when Billie Eilish hosts uh, in December. Um, we're I'm g- calling it now. It will be a question and answer monologue. I think that's a safe bet. And uh, we're, we'll be I'm reviewing that episode. It now. She's singing songs. 
<laughs> we might uh, go back and do what we talked about before, uh, doing recording episodes for the, the first two episodes that we missed out on just so that we can even out our episode count. But we've also been talking about doing some extra stuff in between because if you if you don't know, uh, Peacock, the streaming service, has its own SNL channel where all the time, 24-7, it's just playing random assorted collections of sketches throughout the day. And uh, it's a mix of old stuff from like the early days of SNL to every single decade. They're playing all sorts of sketches. It's not just the recent stuff. It's not just the best stuff. They're, they're, I've seen so many weird things that I had, some stuff that I hadn't seen on SNL before, sketches I haven't seen in a long time that are just okay that I was just happy to see again just because it's nice to be ingrained in like the history of SNL and so we might do a thing where we just sit down and watch like an hour or an hour and a half and just talk about the sketches we saw randomly there so yeah keep on listening first I'm hearing of it keep on trucking keep on loving uh, Nate well, you, you end the show every time what do, you, what do you normally say be good to yourself be good to others happy Thanksgiving take care bye